Chapter Three, Part Five of Junior Classics, Volume Two: Folk Tales and Myths. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Myra Parker. Junior Classics, Volume Two: Folk Tales and Myths by William Patton. Chapter Three: The Story of Lohengrin, Part Five. THE DEPARTURE OF LOWENGRIN by Constance Maud It was Princess Elsa's wedding day. The sober city of Antwerp had blossomed out in colors gay as a spring garden, with banners, ribbons, garlands of flowers, and triumphal arches. Not a burgher or a prentice but kept holiday. Royal weddings were not an everyday sight, more especially when the bride was a princess of such beauty and virtue, and the bridegroom a knight who had risked his life for her sake. Every maid in Antwerp would gladly have gone through fire and water just for a sight of the knight in silver armor. Greatly were those envied who had seen him arrive, drawn by the snow-white swan. The bells of the old cathedral rang out a joyful chime. From every quarter came a stream of people, all hurrying to secure the best places from which to see the bridal procession. Guarding the entrance of the cathedral on either side were stationed knights and nobles in full court dress, ablaze with medals and decorations, helmets and waving plumes. She comes, she comes, make way for the bride sang a chorus of voices and elsa appeared more beautiful than a spring morning little children clad in white strewed her path with flowers maidens of high degree followed bearing her bridal train never had a fairer happier maid passed through the ancient doorway to become a bride smiling and bowing graciously elsa ascended the cathedral steps when suddenly her way was barred by a tall commanding figure who pushed through the astonished crowd and stood before her it was ortruda back i say she cried wrathfully thinkest thou that i am going to follow thee like a serving-maid no longer will i suffer it the time has come when thou shalt bow before me the attendants and courtiers stood aghast the woman must be mad they exclaimed to one another elsa could scarce believe that this was the same ortruda who a few hours before had knelt in the dust at her feet pale and trembling she cried ortruda is it possible what has happened to change thee thus terribly ortruda gave a mocking laugh thinkest thou she answered that because i foolishly forgot my high position and my worth for one short hour i must forever after approach thee crawling my lord was first in all the land not a foe but feared his sword not a tongue but spake his praise but thy hero no man ever heard of him thou thyself canst not even give him a name the people murmured indignantly will no man silence this slanderous woman but all trembled remembering her reputation as a witch and not daring to brave her wrath Fortunately, at this moment appeared the king's outriders, followed by the royal bodyguard, and King Henry himself, riding side by side with the bridegroom. "'What? Ho!' cried the king, looking at the threatening figure standing across the bride's path. "'Who dares to make stripe on a wedding morn?' Lohengrin hastened to Elsa's side. "'What do I see? 
why is this terrible woman near thee he asked oh my deliverer protect me from her pardon me that i forgot thy warning seeing her in misery at my door last night i took her in behold now how she turns on me and mocks me for my trust in thee lohengrin stood between ortruda and the trembling elsa be gone thou fearful woman he cried carry elsewhere thy poison here is no soil in which it can take root hold there cried a loud harsh voice o king here can i pray greatly hast thou been deceived the combat was no heaven's ordeal for by the evil power of magic justice was turned aside here before all men i challenge him the impostor to declare his name and race and from where he came drawn hither by that unholy bird if he dare not say methinks it looks bad for his knightly truth and honour i appeal to thee illustrious prince demand thou a reply from this unknown hero he will scarcely dare to call thee unworthy of his answer lohengrin confronted the wrathful telramund all honour would i ever show to his most illustrious majesty but there is one only to whom i am bound to reveal my secret that one is elsa my bride lohengrin feared for one dread moment that the wicked ortruda's poison had after all begun to work one moment only then to his joy elsa raised her head and shaking off all doubt she cried what he keeps secret that he does in wisdom she whom he has saved shall she not trust him and the king added heartily my hero pay no regard to evil speakers thou art too far above them for such to tarnish thy spotless fame the nobles then pressed round lohengrin assuring him of their trust and devotion even though he should never see fit to reveal his name and the wedding procession entered the cathedral in solemn state when the wedding feast was over and the wedding guests had gone elsa and lohengrin sat at the window looking out on the starlit night elsa sighed a tiny cloud crept over her heart at the thought that she knew no name by which to call her love lohengrin noticed it and strove to turn her thoughts from the dangerous subject but elsa continued as though forced to return to it ah show thou thinkest me worthy of thy trust now that we are alone tell me thy secret and let it be buried in my heart safe where never the world can reach it have i not shown thee highest trust answered lohengrin i have trusted in thy promise now my greatest joy is in thy love it is the only reward i ask for all i have left behind for not out of night and sorrow did i come to thee but out of light and glory alas cried elsa then art thou farther removed and i yet more unworthy than e'er i dreamt any day may rob me of thee ere long thou wilt surely regret thy humble choice and long after thy departed glory tears blinded her eyes lohengrin saw too late that what he had told her but increased her doubt and unhappiness she longed now more than ever to be trusted with his secret the fear lest thou depart will haunt me day and night who is this unknown one whence comes he no peace now for elsa day or night until she can answer alas she cried it was by a miracle thou camest here thy path is hidden like thyself in mystery thy life is divided from mine by a cloud ah look she cried clutching wildly lohengrin's arm see the swan he comes there down the river he brings the boat 
thou hast called him oh elsa cease this madness cried lohengrin in despair nothing can give me peace again till i know even though it cost me my life who thou art and whence thou comest alas groaned lohengrin covering his face with his hands so absorbed were they both that they did not hear the stealthy tread upon the stair nor the low muffled voices outside the door suddenly there was a crash the door was broken open and a group of dark figures cloaked and masked barred the passage while one of the number rushed towards lohengrin drawing his naked sword it was the work of an instant lohengrin had but time to seize his sword when the stalwart figure closed with him in the flickering torchlight he parried the foe's first deadly thrust and before he had time for a second the trusty sword of lohengrin had pierced to his traitorous heart with a deep groan he fell back and elsa beheld as she suspected the face of frederick of telramund hearing the noise elsa's attendants and guards now crowded into the room the dark masked figures had fled on seeing their master fall lohengrin turned to the guards and bade them bear the body of telramund before the king's judgment seat then to elsa's attendants who supported their fainting mistress he said sadly make her ready to appear before the king there i will meet her and answer her question who i am and from whence i come at noon next day king henry held a review of his troops before leaving antwerp the king desired to collect forces for a war against the savage drones who were threatening the peace of germany the king counted greatly on lohengrin's help for never had he seen one more fitted to command and lead his troops but now the appointed hour had come and still the king waited for the arrival of the night presently all were startled by the appearance of a solemn procession bearing in their midst the body of a dead man make way whispered the crowd awestruck these are the followers of telramund close on them followed elsa and her ladies alas how changed from the happy bride of yesterday ah here he comes our hero cried the people as lohengrin at length appeared welcome sir knight said the king we look to thee to lead these brave troops on to victory alas my lord the king answered lohengrin it is not possible for me now to lead thy soldiers as i hoped heaven help us what means this cried the king dismayed not only at lohengrin's words but by his sad solemn bearing first i asked thy righteous judgment before all the people concerning this man he pointed to the body of telramund in the middle of the night he fell on me unawares was i right in that i slew him thy hand was but the instrument of a just heaven in so slaying him replied the king sternly regarding the dead traitor ye heard all how she my bride gave me her promise that never would she ask who i am or from whence i came now alas she has broken that promise she has listened to traitorous counsel now hear all ye people whether my secret is one to be ashamed of before king nobles and the world lohengrin raised his voice till it rang on all sides like a clarion in the distant land far from hence is a mountain named mount salvat in the midst stands a temple none on earth can compare with its magnificence 
therein is guarded a sacred treasure brought thither years ago by an angel host it is the holy grail the knight who serves the grail derives divine strength from the power of its might before him evil flies and death itself is vanquished even when far away in distant lands so long as the knight remains unknown the grail still renews his strength but the working of the holy grail must ever remain veiled once the source of mystery is revealed the blessings granted must be withdrawn such is the grail's command i was hither sent to you by order of the grail my father is parsifal the king i am his warrior lohengrin elsa listened like one hearing her death sentence had not her lady supported her she must have fallen oh elsa he cried mournfully why didst thou tear my secret from me now alas we are parted forever the swan the swan cried a chorus of voices near the bank of the river elsa turned to look and there sailing swiftly towards them came the snow-white swan drawing the small boat in which the shining knight had arrived oh my elsa he said the grail has sent for me i dare not tarry one year only and i might have had the joy of seeing thee again united to thy long-lost brother for he is not dead and by the might of the grail he was then to be restored to thee now hearken should he return give him these my sword and horn and ring the sword will bring him victory in battle the horn will bring him help in time of need and the ring he shall wear in memory of me farewell my beloved bride farewell forever end of chapter three part five recording by myra parker